All right, what's going on, everyone? Good morning. It is January 9th, 2021, and we had a nice week this week where we had all-time highs, breakouts in every index. So let's go ahead and get started. So let's get started here with the SPY. So the S&P 500 this week, it had a really strong move. So what we had here coming into the new year was a, an interesting week. So we started off on Monday, January 4th, with a nice clean move lower. It had broken out of here last week's balance. So it looked as if there was the potential for things to go sideways to lower. However, what ended up happening was that we saw that we had support here at the 20-day simple moving average. We had a recovery. We came right back in the range. And once we re-entered this balance area low of 370, then our first target should have been right back to the opposite end of balance of 375. We got there, and then so there was some volatility in the week with the election that was happening on Tuesday and Wednesday, as well as with the things that happened in Washington, D.C. But ultimately what we saw was that there was enormous strength in the market. We broke out to all-time highs. Once we broke out above that, we continued to move higher. So everything there was extremely bullish. And nothing here really that's showing any sort of weakness whatsoever. Now, what I would say is that there could be some concern that we may be overextended from the 20-day simple moving average, which right now is at 370, and currently we're marking at 381 in the SPY. However, it's not tremendously overextended, and really what we would be looking for this week was to see if there could be any sort of consolidation and sideways movement, that would be healthy. Now, what we do have that's going to be interesting is that earnings season is really now starting to get into gear. We're going to start to have some of the financials kicking in here at the end of the week, on the, the upcoming week. So it'll be interesting to see. The financials, as we'll go through, have been tremendously strong recently, and that's been a big driver here of the, the move up in the S&P 500. There was some other positive news that came out from the Federal Reserve. They did mention that they had no intention in easing in any of their accommodative processes throughout this year. Obviously, that's their projection currently, but the market did deem that as being bullish and continue to move higher. The IWM, we always look at this as being a risk-on or risk-off metric, and this week was entirely risk-on. So if we take a look here, looking on the daily, this week was a clean breakout above the prior all-time highs with a huge gap, and it was a gap and go. So again, here what we would be looking at is to see if there's going to be any sort of consolidation. You can see from this there is a gap down at about 197.8. So if we do see any softness, that could be somewhere that would be looking to be as a target to the downside. And likely what this is going to end up doing is coinciding here with the 20-day SMA that's going to catch up at that point. 
So if we do see any sort of weakness, I think that IWM would likely be the first just because this looks to be the most overextended of the three main indices and having it pull back to that could be a potential target. But from my perspective, I'm not seeing anything here that I would be looking to play. The NASDAQ is interesting in that, interestingly, it had been a laggard here more recently. So the S&P 500, IWM, they were all breaking out. And then ultimately, the NASDAQ started to catch up. So it was only until January 7th that we had a move to the prior all-time highs and then ultimately the breakout that occurred on the following day, January the 8th. So this now really shows that there's the broadening of the bullishness and all-time highs, which in the last podcast I had discussed that with the NASDAQ lagging, it was still to me a bit uncertain as to whether that was going to be a drag on the rest of the indices or if the S&P and IWM were going to pull the NASDAQ higher as well. And it looks to be the latter. And now we have the NASDAQ breaking out to all-time highs. So GLD, this had really tremendous moves this week. So we had a, a move with a gap above this downtrend line that you could see going back to July of last year. That was a clean move higher with a nice gap. And that was a nice long play. However, this has been extremely emotional, and you could see very choppy. We had, after that nice clean move higher, we had a gap fill. It looked as if maybe that was going to be a bounce point, and then consolidate to move higher. However, at the end of the week, there was a tremendous move lower with a really low close of 173 back below this trend line. So this may be setting up for a look above and fail. I don't think here in the metals this would be something that I would be looking at getting long. So let's start getting into our classic FANG stocks. So Facebook, again here we've been talking about this, just chopping around here in this range. And it hasn't shown its cards yet that it's going to be moving in any way up or down. It's just looking more sideways. Now it is going to be interesting in that at the end of the month, we're going to have these traditional high flyers who are going to post earnings. So it'll be good to see whether or not we're going to be able to break out below 245 or 305 to the upside and 245 to the downside. So we'll have those areas on the lookout to see what's going to happen. Personally, I think that we may have just massive gaps in all earnings. So with these classic FANG stocks in comparison to small caps and other hyper growth stocks that have just flown last year. In the past few months, these have been lagging and these really make up about half of the indices. So my projection would be that I feel it's likely these are going to have a strong earnings season and likely gap higher. I think that it's necessary for these to be moving higher along with the all-time highs and all of the indices to really be able to offer some solidification to that move and justification for it as well. So it'll be interesting to see how these earnings are going to play out. But Facebook to me, that looks like it's going to be just a pass. Now Apple has been really interesting. This has shown some really nice strength. And of the classic FANG stocks, I would say this right now is one of the stronger ones. 
What you can see here is we had this all-time high back in September of last year. We've had a several-month slow consolidation, and we've been moving higher. Ultimately, we got back to the prior all-time highs. Very technical, very short-term pullback, what it looks to be from short-term traders who sold the prior all-time highs. We had a really nice move down, right down to the 20. We've looked below the 20 and then come right back above. So that was a really nice entry point if anyone was looking at that. Anytime you move below a key technical area and then right back through it, that's a nice signal to be looking at going long or short depending on the direction. So for this, by looking below the 20 and then coming back through it, that would have been a nice long. You can see here we've established strength above that and then now a close above the 20 as well. There also was this downtrend line that you could see going back to the end of December. So this was nicely respected when you would be looking at from the end of December to early January. There were many touches to that and then ultimately once we broke through that downtrend line now we've moved higher. So Apple I feel is one of the stronger names I think that as long as this stays above this downtrend line as well as 130, that staying long in Apple is definitely a nice move. There are a lot of positive catalysts that could be moving this higher. One, if we have a short term lower and then right back up to the prior all time highs, that's likely going to mean that the next move is going to be higher. So that would be our first signal. So how could that be played in the short term? So looking in the short term, looking out to next week, for example, one could be looking at playing back to the all-time highs with a 135, 140, 145 call butterfly. So as an example, how that could be structured out would be like, and you could see here right now that's marking for 63 cents for a possible $5 max gain. Now, I think that could be a, a reasonable move, especially if we're starting to see, again, continued strength into the beginning of the week, that Apple moving back up to this prior all-time highs. Apple has had some positive news recently that's come out that's discussed that their App Store has had set record sales in 2020. There is also Every product in Apple, if you wanted to find one, is essentially out of stock. iPhones, new headphones, new laptops, etc. They've expanded their model range with numerous new models. They have varying price points. These price points are also higher relative to ones that they had been previously. So everything there is an, as a catalyst for, I think, a blockbuster earnings for Apple. There's been lines going into the Apple store. Everyone's been ordering everything online. This looks to be what I would say is going to be the, the pick of the crop when it comes to the earnings and the fang names coming into the earnings season. Now, if we take a look at Netflix, Netflix has shown again that this is just moving sideways here, just in consolidating into this range. So with its earnings, it's always hard to say whether they're going to have new subscribers or not. What I would say right now is that Netflix is just a hold, just like Facebook. We can look towards about 460 on the downside and then 575 on the upside. 
if we see anything here that's going to be moving above or below that, then clearly that's going to be a huge several-month consolidation that it's a go with whichever move it's going to be. As a short term, if we were going to look at it, this looks to be consolidating here around the 500 to 510 level. So selling short-term iron butterflies. And if we were going to look at, let's say, a 510 iron butterfly, you can see that it's marking about $10 on the call and the put side. So if we were to sell an iron butterfly at 510, so you sell the 510 call, the 510 put, it's $10 on each side. So let's go, that's going to be 20. So let's go to capping this with a 530 call and then a 490 put. So you can see here that would net you about 13 in credit with a $7 risk. Obviously, you're not going for max credit here. You would just be looking for continued sideways movement here in this as a possibility and looking to take that off with a dollar or two of profit. Amazon, you know, I've been discussing that this looks potentially negative in that it's just been moving sideways, but it continues to test here this lower bound and it hasn't shown any of the strength that the other names have shown so this is a little bit concerning that Amazon may potentially make a move lower now again this is just hypothesis generating that if it does move lower I see that if it breaks below here 3130 then really looking as a target down to mid 3000s and then if there is any sort of swift correction that's going to happen, then targeting here to 2900 So if we do see that the market is weakening, if we see that Amazon is weakening, then looking to see if there is in any way any sort of a short-term put butterfly that could be put on. So how could that potentially be structured if we would be looking at buying a 3000 2900 2800 put butterfly you could see that this is only a dollar 58 so obviously if amazon is showing weakness and it's starting to move lower this is going to be more expensive but targeting here to the 2900 level looks to be a solid bet anytime that you're going to be looking at amazon moving lower so this is 100 points wide so you would have almost a hundred points of potential maximum profit. Again, that's not what you're going to be looking for. You would just be looking to capture uh, the meat of this down move. But otherwise, if you're going to be looking to be buying 3,000 puts right now, just going out into next week, those are $8. So it's extremely expensive. This is a really nice way to be able to structure a move to the downside for protection or as just a move that you think is going to happen. Now, next we would look at Microsoft. So Microsoft, again, like many of these other names, it's just been moving sideways. It is showing a little bit of strength now in that it's found support here at the 20. Microsoft, they generally have excellent earnings. Everyone is using their products. However, it's moves, it's a little bit weighted in that it doesn't move as significantly. So Microsoft, I'm not seeing anything here unless we are to get, again, a nice clean move here above 
227, then targeting 227 back to the prior all-time highs of 232 would be a reasonable move. Tesla, really there's nothing here to say. This is just tremendously bullish. This just keeps printing. There's nothing here to be looking at getting short. Just look at it and enjoy the ride if you're in it. And if there is going to be a move lower, this is a lot of momentum which is going up. So it wouldn't be surprising if on its first down move that there could be potentially a swift correction and things could move lower. If there was, where could you look as a target potentially? One, you have this gap at right about 8.15. That would be a short-term fill. Beyond that, then you have a second gap here at about 7.45. So those would be 8.15 and 7.45 as your first short-term targets to the downside for Tesla. If they come out for whatever reason and say that they want to offer several million shares and we open lower on a huge gap, then it's possible that we could be coming down to touch the, the 20 here at 680. So there's a lot of premium that's out there. So structuring a put butterfly for Tesla as a potential move lower, you could be looking at several things. So one could be what if you were going to be looking at a 750, 650, 550 put butterfly. So let's take a look at that. So if you were to buy the 750 put, if you sold the 650 put two times, and then you purchased the 550 put. So this is 100 points wide for 269 in debit. Again, you're not looking to capture all of that move, but it's been moving 50 to $80 a day. So to see over the course of a few days a swift clean out of all of these momentum traders and move lower, this $2 could very well expand to $8 or $10, and it wouldn't be a bad move. NVIDIA, this has continued sideways. There was some positive news early in the week with ARK Investments purchasing it and adding it to their portfolio. There was a move higher, and then that was quickly removed with a rinse and a move lower. This is just extremely choppy. Really here, this is something that you would be looking at and saying, all right, we have this confluence of the 20 and the 50. We know that NVIDIA is not yet going to present their earnings next week. Could you be looking at, in this area, selling an iron fly? So let's take a look at around the 530 level. So its weekly move is about $20 as well. So let's look at 530 call sale, 530 put sale. Let's go out and cap this with a 550 call and a 510 put. So that's netting you $14 of credit. So if we see that there's going to be a digestion of these moves to the all-time highs in the indices, and we're going to see some early chop in these high flyers with FANG, then selling some of these for some credit for a day or two, that may be a reasonable move. Google, this has been extremely strong. We were looking at 1700 as a marker. Clearly that's shown as being support on several occasions. So it has been really strong this week. So what this has done is it's cleared here. It's down, <clears throat> downtrend lined coming from here. So let's put that on. So it's cleared this short-term downtrend line. And this may be targeting a move higher to 1843 for its prior all-time highs. The financials, this is what I had mentioned, have been extremely bullish going back for the last two months. 
If you just take a look at JP Morgan, it's had a huge gap. It's continued to move higher and then several other gaps. This looks extremely stretched. Financials is not something that I would be looking at right now getting into. And this is one that we would just look to see if there's going to be any sideways movement. They are also going to have their earnings coming in into next week and the following week. Similarly, if we look at Goldman, this has also just been extremely strong and this has helped power the S&P 500 higher. So let's take a look at some other names. So BABA, this has had this gap lower and we've had a few moves into the gap, but nothing here that's really shown that there's been any strong short covering. So we haven't seen that this has moved any further into this gap. So that's really something to avoid, I would say. Fubo, this was a name that we've discussed on several occasions. It's come down tremendously. It's found support here at its 50, and really it's consolidating here in this range. But that's dangerous, and I wouldn't be looking at any way to making any moves with that. Jumia, this is a name that we've often discussed. So it had a pretty big move down below its 20, and now it's bumping right up against it. So if we see that there's going to be a move here above about 39 to 40, then Jumia would be looking to be a nice clean move higher, and that would be a nice long entry on Jumia. To the downside, selling some 30 puts, as well as buying some structure of 40 to 50 call verticals as an example. So if we were to list that out, let's just say you were going to sell 30 puts for weeklies. It's not shown that there's much credit in there. But if you were to sell 30 puts, you could see going out into February, that's netting you $2 in credit. And then purchasing the 30 to 40 call vertical, that's 475 currently. So you could sell two times the 30 puts to finance the call vertical. And again, I think that would be a nice clean move above 40. If we reclaim above this 20, that would be back to targeting its prior highs. Other names that we could look at are Corsair. This is one that I look at as being potentially bullish going into the end of the year. So this has had a nice move higher into 2020, and now it's consolidating here in this range. So selling puts here at 35 and then more safely below 30, and looking to buy long-term leaps or end-of-year call verticals are something that I see as a potential positive move for this. Computing industry and peripherals are strong. The gaming industry is strong. And many people are going to be looking into continuing that going forward this year. IPOE was very interesting this week. So this is an SPAC. And this SPAC has just recently announced that it has merged with SoFi. SoFi is an online lending company. It's an excellent business. They generate tremendous revenue and really you could think of this as being the Facebook or Google of a banking industry. So they've recently acquired a bank charter. So to me this looks to be as a extremely positive forward-looking stock. So I don't know that this is necessarily one to be looking at day trading or looking at options but really looking at adding this into your portfolio for a long-term hold. This at 18, and you could see here it was chopping around at 12 or so, but when the news came out that 
SoFi was being acquired by IPOE, you could see that this has had a tremendous move higher. So this likely will need to digest and consolidate this move. But as a long-term hold, seeing IPOE go to multiple fold increases of its current price, I feel is going to be a great move for having in your portfolio as a long-term. So with that, hope you guys have a good weekend and good luck next week.